West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. You know what it is. <laughs> Sorry, boom, bullet. The bunks to us now. You know what it is. <laughs> How you also how, how's the week be, man? Man, like I mentioned to you earlier, also like a greedy day. Surely, totally fine. You not talking about the Queen's death, are you? <laughs> Does we? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. We can started like a couple of weeks ago from the last. I think the last time we were here, um, Carson had the wish leg game for the top, like, the top four, and they lost. Disgusting day. That's just shocking. But even like the passing of Willie Lossie as well this week, that was probably like the, yeah, probably like hard to comprehend. Like 55, see, it's not even, you know, yeah, well into a retirement age. Yeah, the, the, this guy who's a uh, proud West Auckland, proud Tongan, yeah, man, he's been on TV as a broadcaster for a number of years, um, ex, ex Auckland player. And uh, it, w- it was a bit shocking when you when you when I heard it this week too, his passing and during work too, like he was over there in South Africa getting ready for the sevens, the sevens game. Oh, yeah. So, and it's funny because like he brought he he um the coverage that I saw, he commentated that St Peter's Custom final. Yeah, yeah. biased as well, like. Just how proud he was, like, every time Custom's going on field, man. It's like, you could just hear it in his voice. You know, like, you probably never hear another secondary school's Auckland final announced like that. But I could, you know, I sort of heard the passion behind his, um, his wanting Custom to win, eh, secretly. Like, even, like, when they held off to the last minute in that game. 26 phases and no penalties. And they clutch win right to the death. He was proud, eh? Yeah. And he, he I think on the, because he always... Puts in a little plug here and there for Castle Boys. About a matter as well, eh? Like sometimes, yeah, man. you know. And he knows his shit too. Like, I've heard other announcers, like the Tomniko chick, I think just hearing her talk about the um, up and coming players from like Manabit, like in the women's division. But it's like, she should already know. But if you ask that guy in every interview he says, every team, he always talk about a couple of handful, like a handful of players, like, oh, watch out for number 11. And he's got the backdrop on where they're from. You know what kind of football they play, like that's what you want to hear, eh? And he's obviously passionate about it eh? because he's the plug for everyone, eh? Like, oh, there's a kid you want to know about, ask that guy, like, he'll know. And then, nah, it's just, yeah, sad news, eh? Mm, now, what's sad news? I got a little story about, about, about Willie, too. I don't know him, but I remember ages ago, I was, I was drinking in town, and me and a friend of mine, I think we were just end of the night. Went to Carrot for you know those kebab places at Carrot. So, <laughs> so this is after the bars, like our final thing, have a feed and catch a cab home. So we had a feed, and we were just having a we we're eating our kebabs just around the corner and um you know Bristol Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah around yeah. the corner and got that little where um you know those old toilets used to be in the middle of the road where. Um, supper club what was oh yep yep yep, yep, yep yep we're around that corner just eating mm. and there was this um, domestic like a man beating up a girl I think they were boyfriend and girlfriend but they were having a fight yeah. and so 
me and my friend, we were so, hey, hey, whoa, 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 like that. Went in to try and break it up. And then, and then this other dude just came and pushed all of us, pushed all of us away, you know, to break all of us up. And I looked and it was really lusty. He was going, whoa, hey, guys, calm down, calm down. I think we, we thought we had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. But now yeah. we were trying to break it up to you. Then I was, I saw him. Like, oh shit! I was really. Yeah. Oh man, it's still, it's still, it's still hard to believe that he's passed away. Hey, like, like last year, like we did the KOB hampers, and like his family was on that list because his older brother, Sue, was on the list. He passed away. I think he had cancer. Oh, the whole family's had problems with um. Yeah, man. So um, it's, healthy. Yeah. So mm. his sister's got cancer. And there's been no news that we you know. How she's doing But yeah, When we did the hampers last year We dropped them to their family house In Calston Like they're still there Oh and yeah Yeah it was like You know just hearing Oh man Like they just lost their older brother And then hearing that the sister's Going through the same thing It's like man And then to hear her Willie's passing It's like shit This is not even a year out To be honest Like you know From his brother's passing Which is like Tough eh? Like tough any family Losing family members Are the parents still alive? I don't think so. Oh. They so. got the family house. Yeah, they got so they got a couple of properties on that one that block of land that they have in Custom. But yeah, they're custom proud. Their family, like hard out there. Like one of his brothers, James, he's been messaging me, and um, they had a, um like a remembrance up at the workshop today after lunch because um his body's still in South Africa. Oh yeah. I'll just say no. Just open it up to the old boys. Just a remembrance, you know, just till his body comes home. But they were they, they were like they probably still drinking us. So we like, you know. So there's a second stories galore. Second one of the also has passed away this year, like with anger yeah, earlier this year. So another another custom yeah, old man. boy. Like that story I was <laughs> I was mentioning like I think last year they named the field after Vanga. And there's a photo that's circulating now of um George Tolilia. He's tagged Wallace and um I think it's Inga himself and that the figure is 1986 the custom first of Dean was captain by Willie and in 97 they must play against St. Peter's <laughs> they must have lost but that was up at the KJ because I don't think they I don't know what happened during this season it must have been like a full round but yeah I remember Wallace telling me up in the Bean Pavilion at the school like um, yeah they had a tough match they only just just won close game but then they all lined up shaking hands against St. Peter's. But in that team, is like they got a few like All Blacks in that team. And Shane Howarth was the captain fullback of that game. But he was at the back of the line. And Willie's like shaking everyone's hand. And behind Willie is um, Inga. And then George and then Wallace is the back three that year. And just as they're about to, uh, Willie's about to shake um, Shane Howarth's hand, <laughs> he does a little left hook and fall on brawl. Up at the cage What's funny is like That's never spoken about No one ever talks about it But because I went up The week they played um King's College At the school This is the first game That they played On the new Vangatungamala field At school And these guys are telling me I'm like cracking up eh Because it's evidence That like um There was a grammar Calston fight It happened every grammar And everyone's all in like, And it's It's recorded on Sky Like you go on YouTube You can see how Big that fight was but the only guy who comes out of the Woolworths to support that fight is Vanga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense, you know? 
Because these guys got like hefty bands. They like some of them got like a five year band. It's like what's you know? And then the only guy to to come step forward for the school is like Ovahenga. He's like, hey, the the stand down periods handed down to these boys is so lopsided. It's unfair, you know. Three weeks versus like five years. Like come on. But it makes a lot of sense because eh? these guys had a fight at the cage. <laughs> of course, he's gonna be like, nah. It's like you know, those guys got away with it. Nothing happened to them. And then they went on to play internationals and represent Auckland. <laughs> so it was like big difference. <laughs> now these are these little stories, man. That you know that uh, they're cool to hear. Eh? You know. Oh yeah, bro. Hati Hati boys, eh? Like he went on to like to do something, you know, in the industry. Like and his voice, eh? Like even Keith Quinn was like saying, "Shucks, man! Like that's a." Uh, his voice is iconic, eh? and especially a uh, guy of um, Tongan heritage. And to be like, you know, let's say he's mainstream media. You know, he's not like the 531 backdoor, backdoor announcers. He's like a face. Him and that um, Ken Lehman, eh? Ken Lehman, yeah. Same thing. Like, bro, these are the forefront guys. Like, they're the pioneers, eh? And like, bro, you'll be another, I reckon, another five, five, ten years till you get another iconic voice. Because, man, he's on everything, eh? Everything great about rugby, especially about schoolboys rugby. It's like it's always his voice. The, the thing that um got me when I heard about his passing was his age and him being Pacific under and with all the deaths happening <laughs> that we know, because that's, like, during the past, this year and last year and all the other years, like, it's getting more and more people we know are passing, yeah. eh? Due to ill health or... Yeah, man. Something like that, but... That that's what hit me the, the most, like being Pacific and thinking, man, you know, our our friends have passed, you know, for, for ill health, and just makes you think, man, we get into that age now where we're starting to drop off, you know, yeah, like people around us, are we getting, are we, do we have to be serious about our health now, or just you know, hey, because that's what I've been thinking about. Yeah, like now, yeah, it is, it is, it is something like serious to um, consider is like our health like you look at these guys like a handful of all blacks eh? like starting from wax it's like only 36 when he passed away and looking at guys like Jonah not even 42 40 Joel Evandiri Dylan Mika mm. like man these guys are young and they were like sports stars you know athletes yeah so you think sports star healthy exercising yeah. eh? But it must be that um, Pacific under the gene, eh, like, makes us... Because, you know, Viking was big, eh? Yeah. And, I mean, he beat that type 2 diabetes. Mm. And apparently he was supposed to be on that um, Treasure Island, eh? Mm. The most recent one. Mm. But it's like, man. I think, if anything, it just made it finds the the um, the time factor, eh? Mm. Like, w- w- when you're in this life. Yeah, like, yeah. If you... I think I always like to think of it like, if you if you had a million dollars, how would you spend that million dollars? If mm. you refer that to your health and your life, how would you spend? It? You wouldn't waste it, you know. You'd want to spend it the best way you can, mm. and with those you love the most. <clears throat> yeah, but that's the thing that hit me, man. How time is precious. Absolutely, you gotta make the most of it because you never know when your time's up. So I've been thinking. Okay, I think my downfall is is drinking, and eating not eating good. Like always eating junk food and that, so 
try and do something at least one thing that's I'll start is swapping soft drink to water. Just try drink <laughs> Just try drink water. <laughs> get used to drinking water. Fine. I got a bottle of water. <laughs> I was gonna stop in and get us some kombuchas and some misdi bars, <laughs> but now you're right, us. Like one of my bros, like we've been talking about it, and usually when we do these half, like you know, oh, we should do this, but like passing, Willie's passing, man, it's like really like just waking us up again. Eh? Like mm. Just reminded us, like, us. Anyone, eh? anyone can be just you know called, called away, and like yeah, it didn't help. Paramedic got their shit ended to them last night. It's just like another reminder. I was like, bro, you can be the form teamer. And it's like, when it matters, it's like, yeah, fucking guy pools, they're gone now. So, yeah, a lot of heavy news. So that was an uh, interesting week of NRL, especially last night's games. There was a lot yeah. of upsets, eh? Two upsets. I think the Camera Raiders and... What did they beat? Sharks. Sharks. Oh, Wait. no, no, that was the Queensland, name. Eh? Oh, no, Cowboys. Cowboys. Three, three overtimes? <laughs> hey. Was it free? I don't know. Someone said it was I just thought it was like a... The Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ended the day. But uh, I think tonight's the last game. Uh, Selfs and... Oh, the Roosters. The Roosters, yeah. Yeah, I can't keep up to date with the way the NRL restructure the finals footies. Because I remember like maybe 10 years ago when Para made their last grand final in... Yeah, they they were outside the they were outside the <coughs> top eight. That's your team, eh? Mm. So and they ended up making the finals. So it was like this year they've got it like just a straight knockout, eh? Like if you if you ain't winning, then you ain't going through the next round. But I don't know, might be different. Might change the game. So they, oh, they've got a chance, don't we? They're playing the yeah. loser. They're playing the winner of either the tonight's game. Tonight, tonight's game. Yeah, man, I don't know, because every time I look at the NRL pages, like, mm. there's always, like, this dream. <laughs> Someone's put up, uh, you know, the outsiders' chances of winning, like the Raiders. Yeah. Like, that was the last one I saw today, and I was like, bro, that's a... Wow, so, top four, top four get a second chance, yeah. 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 But the but bottom four get straight, straight not counting. <laughs> so... Nah, Pinner for a good man. Nathan Cleary was the man. But it shows they with the five weeks risk and do. But you know what? It shows they. When, where was all that in during the Stair Origin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do they? It's going to be that one of those guys, eh? Good at. Good at. Um, in a row, but. Not really good at Stair Origin. Although he did have a good game one. Or game. Game two, uh, yeah, his game two way eh, was his. Apparently, he made out as a force of his own fault. It was his fault for why things weren't going well in game two or game one. Yeah, but speaking of this man, I posted up uh, on the on the um on the page on the MTR the Club page. Oh, for well, listen out there, if you wanna check out uh, some more content, we got a MTR the Club Facebook page. Uh, group page you can uh, jump in and give you your five cents but you know obviously the big news around the world is the Queen's death and I posted a little thing said I wasn't shocked about it because okay she's old anyway yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. bound to happen 
But then what was interesting to me was of of the of the changes that's gonna happen. They're gonna put Prince Charles or King Charles the Third on the on the notes. Are we gonna change the like the king's birthday holiday and stuff like that? But and then I heard some people today they might we might have a holiday for um, the death. Yeah, I reckon it's it's in the right tools. Especially having a holiday, I'm all for that. Well, I think most royal, like the monarch families, have the ten days mourning. Eh? I remember when the Tongan king died. It was like ten days. Like you know, the Tongans when it's it's ten days, right? Never, they can only wear black. And then the immediate family or whoever's preparing the body have to do a whole lot of work, like behind the scenes and stuff. I think from what I heard on the radio that that's how, that's what's happening now. It will be like so if you're living in the UK. I think they've got 11 days, 11 to 12 days. And in that time, Prince or the King is going to go around and be announcing, like, this is what's happened. These are the changes coming. Mm. Right up until the actual burial. But they're going to have, like, televised coverage of everything. But except for what's happening inside, you know. Well, so I'm all for the extra holidays. <laughs> But it's gonna just gonna be a one off all day. That's what I heard. Just for her death. And and I think Jacinda's gonna announce it. Cause she's also gonna announce um taking away the mandate of the mask, wearing the mask and the traffic light system. So we don't have to wear a mask anymore. So there's gonna be an announcement tomorrow anyway. Tomorrow's can't even keep up with she's fucking probably talked the most shit in the last however many um, press conferences like before like you know like when Helen Clark was in charge it was like one take and a whole lot of policies and whatever and I haven't this, I this haven't governments just want to get on the fucking camera and just I don't know lost track man you know what? I've lost track of this government and like in terms of like what they're doing for this country because things are getting worse eh? and uh, you know they can say it's not our fault it's the, what's happening around the world the war in Ukraine, you can blame it on and COVID. But what what are you doing about it? You know, like like did, did you hear about the tax? They introduced this new tax, and they they were gonna put it in the um, the Kiwi saver. Yeah, fuck yeah, I heard about the yeah trying to tax the Kiwi saver. Like damn. And then when the media found out, they exposed it. Yeah. And then they took they took it away. But I mean, it's, it's all the sly shit that they've been doing, right? So when you had that young Logan, he would have told you like how they pretty much just chucked in all the nine one one, the one 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 calls, like you know, all the ambos now fire service short, stuff like that. Even like with the um, law changes, like the guns, then some random ones where you know, government just quietly you know sneak around the corner and then oh it's a law now you know, oh it's <laughs> fucked man. <laughs> Even the capital gains tax, all that bullshit. I, I reckon they should have it. We're the only country, and I think there's only there's a limited amount of countries in the world that have don't have a capital gains tax. Like we're one of them. But if we do introduce it, it might put the rents up, but that might be just a short term. But what we'll do definitely stop people from buying houses, like second homes, third homes for. You know, but there's a big difference between the um, people living and like say if you're not if you haven't inherited your wealth, 
and you're just hardworking and you had for the people that are hardworking fuck they they're the ones that are gonna take a massive hit because you know it's like you can't get ahead you're just trying to live comfortable like for these guys that inherited a whole lot of shit and they're fucking just living off their generational wealth fuck tax these motherfuckers man because man well, they're the ones with the different uh, with the second homes and they're the ones with the, the seven homes and 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 fucking hell <laughs> i saw the um headline of john key's son how he's a uh, pro- property he he's in the property yeah so i don't know he must have like he must have, he must own multiple houses but you know that guy he's john key's son he's got a head start you know yeah i mean there's fucking a whole lot of white collar fucking crooked cunts you know that are doing it even if trading under different names fucking putting shit in other people's names you know it's all fucking it's all fucking crooked as fuck you know it's just people just they know about it and they got really good accountants but see th- this is what the Liberal party has to is not going against but has to help they have to help. They they've always alleviated that scale, right? You know, there's people that, um, you know, there's people that's always in, in in poverty. There's people that always have a, a disadvantage, and that's what the Labour Party's for. Mm-hmm. They're for the, the working people to help them overcome these obstacles. Mm-hmm. Not in a way where they're forced to. They you know they force these people to you know for force people on that sort of demographic to to get up and and that but to help change to make it not make it easier in a way where you don't be lazy yeah yeah, you know you know what i mean like the labor party is supposed to help the the working man you know get ahead and if he's getting if if he if if you know that they can't get ahead for a certain reason labor party is a step in and try to help change that that's all they push on the um like the living wage stuff like that that's all they're trying to yeah allow people to sort of live by getting a certain amount of money a week and whatever but then when shit comes up like you know mechanics bills or someone's off work for that time free news that's what that supposedly was supposed to help with eh? and then the working for families taxes and stuff like that yeah but it's like not everyone's you know like allowed the working for tax, like even on even guys over they get paid just under eighty thousand k a year. Like that still doesn't, you know, filter through to those families. Well, that's um, that's the cost of living that's gone up, and the Labour Party ain't helping um do anything with their taxes because their tax, you know how they tax the petrol, and they say, oh yeah, we'll put it down a bit. It's still expensive, you know, gas still expensive. The I think they've given everyone that um. They had some leftover money with the amount of money they're gonna put into COVID, so they're yeah, using yeah, that. Yeah. They're giving people under they make under seventy grand a year. Give them a hundred. What is hundred dollars? It's like a, f- a few payments. Eh? Yeah, yeah, for a little bit, eh? just to help. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's a short term. It's a short term solution for a long term problem. You know. I suppose it's never gonna be an actual government that comes in and fixes everything. I mean. It's been fucked ever since John Key was the hero, you see. And that's what the Labour Party blaming on. But they, I don't, I don't think you can still blame it on John Key when it's been like four years, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years. I think they just they had the strategy of trying to tick off what was more important and what, like, to sort of get them in, was sort of way off, you know, like making 
promises and not delivering. Like, I think their um, reaction yeah. on, like, say, like, the gun laws, yeah, people tend to forget, like, oh, fuck, when they're trying to fix, like, the roads, like, stuff like that. The flag. Like, to me, the last flag thing that national government and how much they spent, like, that's probably the most stupidest spend. If you look at all the things that any government had put out, that'd probably be the first one. Yeah, I know. But because they were quick to come in with that um, free uh, free first year, <laughs> that was their ticket, didn't they? <laughs> and so, like, people were like, fuck, you didn't get a free year. Like, that pretty much would have just eaten, you know, eaten all their supporters, like, straight away. Yeah, I'm I'm there. And then as soon as everything else started to fall apart, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck these guys now. Even the five, text. even the extra, adding the five more sick days, eh? Any more five or six days See that kind of thing helps Those things Yeah 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 You know When they talk about Oh you need more cycle lanes Yeah <laughs> that, That stuff's just it's like, how is But that? I think With the cycle lanes That's the carbon emissions thing eh? Like that's for the worldwide Sort mm. of Okay what are they doing So yeah People might not know But it's like Bro that's That's a start Like if they're trying to Cut down the carbon emission Like in the air they ain't gonna go after manufacturers and like people doing actual polluting. They just it's just suggestions, eh? Yeah, but who pays us? We yeah, pay. You're not paying. But we I mean it's part of it, the it's part of the strat- it's like a strategy or it's like okay, it's a work in progress. It's never gonna get f- it's never gonna fix it. Yeah. But it's showing like people who like say audit the government or people that come from the outside and go so what he's actually doing. So like, oh, we've we've done this. So it does justify like their part in trying to help the government because eh? it is massive like global warming is real mm. but, but see what I don't agree with that is that in order for it to work really to save, save the planet or whatever they want to f- do with the planet you're going to get all these other countries involved too you're going to yeah, get yeah. China oh, yeah. Yeah. Russia all these big yeah. countries to do the same the thing countries, yeah, otherwise yeah. what's the use of us doing our little part when the whole world's getting fucked you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like the pollution is going to not come to New Zealand from around the world. You know yeah, I mean? I mean the bushfires is a good example <laughs> when it was happening in Aussie and the sky was turning yellow. Like what the fuck? Eh? <laughs> it's like if that's not an indication to people, like just look out your window, you can see what's happening, right? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> we just like but about what about the new Texas? Eh? <laughs> but see, I think that's the problem. They're not prioritizing what's more important. Yeah, and I think right now the people, yeah, yeah are screaming yeah. about the cost of living. Yeah, man. I mean, you t- you take what's important first, and then you can figure the other things out. Like yeah. prioritize what's yeah. Because you know? I've had a few. Oh, I've got a couple of um, customers that come in and they believe, hey, like the recession's coming, man. Like we haven't seen it, but like from what I remember, the recession because I was probably younger then. But it was like we went for a pay review, and we got an increase, but it was split over eighteen months instead of like an annual one. And so we agreed, and I think it must have been like. Back then it was like maybe three point six percent, but we had the first part given to us like one point eight. Then we got the next bit on top. But the recession happened, and a lot of people didn't get pay increases. But that recession came because when inflation starts increasing, and then there's a shortage of a whole lot of other shit. Fuck it, somebody's got to give it. And so when the market crashed, it was like, right. now there's nothing. You know, there's nothing the world can do. We sort of got to start all over again. But in my head back then, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm good because, you know, I'm not struggling. I, I got a little pay increase and that's enough. But then it makes me wonder, if I didn't get the pay increase, would I be like, hey, fuck, you know, meaning about it? <laughs> so, but now that, like, these customers come in and say, oh, bro, 
you think about like all the people that got mortgages, like because I think oh, no, I try not to buy too much into it, eh? just to make me worry about what's happening around the world. But when they say, oh man, if you look at it, people that got mortgages and stuff, people, and it's mostly the insurances, eh? Like people they reckon there's an insurance for them to safeguard them for when a recession hits. It ain't gonna be shit because there's gonna be nothing to cash out. It's physically not there because it's more like like you're living on credit. And yeah, that's scary. Eh? It's a scary thought because. One of my customers always says, but if these are times to buy silver, it's now. Because when money disappears, and like you can't trade shit, and the stock market and everything around the world has crashed because of the recession, it's like, what have you got to show for? Like, what have you got to trade? Because, but silver will maintain its value forever, you know? I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're making me, I just want to cut your hair, man. Like, the other thing I saw in the paper, shit. the other thing I saw in the news was the, I think the Herald did the, what was the Herald or more stuff? They did something. They're looking at the highest paid jobs in New Zealand, and if you if you're gonna work for someone, the highest is, and uh, and you you I was I'll tell you the number. You guess what what job it is. One hundred eighty five thousand k, one hundred eighty five k a year, a salary. The range is from one hundred and forty to one hundred eighty five k, and that's the highest pay. Job in New Zealand. The politician? No, it's IT. IT? Yeah. Shit. But then it makes you think, okay, if it's 185, right, K, okay, that's the highest paid job in New Zealand, then if you had a dream of getting 200K for your job, now you can't. Because <laughs> okay. 185 is the, the IT. So what's the average all black on then? I don't know. Well, I don't think that includes all blacks job. So this would just be like office jobs or like titles that you can see on the selection, like say you're in medicine, law. Well, you know what? You made a good point because it probably doesn't include all blacks Mm. because they would have got round about. If you're a top player, say if you're Dan Cuddle or or Richard McCall, you would have got the million dollar contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't believe the NZI has enough money to pay all the All Blacks a million dollars. Yeah, no. But but they got every right to publish it. <laughs> but they don't publish it. But remember, they used to like. I think it was two World Cups ago. They actually showed, and I think round right about then when they showed what certain, like who was the most paid player. I think Richie and Dan Carter were up there. They were in the mills, in the millions back then. And do you know why I know that? Not because I I know because I read it somewhere. It's because they're the ones that never went to overseas. Like if 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 you think Dan Carter and Richard McCaw's career, what everyone else was going overseas, you know, mm. they never they stayed. Yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. tell me it's because of the black jersey, because they were the ones that NZI had to afford to stay. Mm. So they probably matched the contracts overseas for them to stay. Yeah, they would have matched them, and then that's how they get that um, Fred party like the endorsement deals, eh? Sort of leverage out. So like they might have a NZR contract that say six hundred thousand, then they got another four hundred k from Adidas or something like that. So, in the in this news article about high paying jobs, IT was number one. Number two was just a management job, office manager kind of job. There was, there was a hundred, and there was between one hundred and ten and one hundred and forty, and then after, below that was like a, in the construction industry, like a, a project manager or something like that. Man, it's not, not really high, yeah, scratching the view. Mm. But 180 
5K. If you've got kids, man, that's, if, if they got a computers, that's a good start. <laughs> but it makes sense, though, because, you know, the world's changing over to computers. Yeah, yeah. And it's information technology that means you got to solve these problems using computers. Mm-hmm. Organizations and all that, organizing stuff. If you've got a better way of doing it through an app or through a computer program. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you know, work for a company and manage all that. It makes sense that that's the future, you know. Mm. But it said that because it's there's hardly anyone, that's why those those job uh, salaries are high. Yeah. But there's so much learning, eh? Like, how long is was something like relevant and like to that time before it's outdated? It's just the turnaround short, eh? You only need to look at like phone apps when the new app comes out or the same thing, like update, update. It's like fuck. yeah. You got to figure all those out, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think there's one someone do that's in there in the industry, the the programming. He's come on the Wizards Network as a guest on 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 Sunday's podcast, the the Polytech Talk. Yeah, yeah. And he does programming. His name's Ron, and he's really good, man. But he's one of those IT guys that, um, what he knows is always up to date. What's his last name? Amosa. Oh, Kelly Blocky. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. we're Masala family. Yeah. Mm. So he, um, yeah, that was an interesting talk because, man, he's, what he knows is all, no one, he has to research all the time because, mm. techno- yeah, technology changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has to always be up to date to do his job. Yeah. I think I saw one of his workshops that he was put, he put out there for, like, the kids. Mm. It was, like, them creating their own... Um, like computer programs and yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. But it's amazing, eh? Like, because it's like, wait, he, he, he believes, like, but when you're young, your imagination's as big as whatever. So why wouldn't you get them to design how the game should be? Yeah. Or like the app should be, you know? So hey, he's yeah. ahead of his time, eh? Yeah. Because I think he does a class in Avondale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the primary schools in Avondale. Oh, might be only one primary school there. But, um, yeah, he's one of the few. I'm the guys in the forefront of the IT kind of thing. But yeah, man, that was an interesting uh, article. Eh? It made me think. <laughs> time, to, time to upgrade. <laughs> or, you know, like thinking, man, I should have done that when I was finished high school. You know? <laughs> I should have went that way. But, um, yeah, how, how are you... Are you keeping up with the Queen's death and all that? Because it's been dominating the, the media right now, obviously. Nah, what I was blown away with was like the amount of people, like, there was that dude that cried on Talkback. <laughs> and my man was asking, like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh God, no way. Like, I didn't hear it, but I saw the, the headline. Oh, no way. But he's like, a, I like listening to him because I don't agree with what he says. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a typical white. Privileged male, yeah, 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 and fucking. It's the eyes for me. It was the stuff fucking facing huh? the eyes for me. It's like, shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> nah, but but he's a big Warriors fan. He's a big Warriors fan. Does Mike Cox skins? But he's that. He's that. He's like the. If you look up what white male, privileged white male in the dictionary, <laughs> his, his face, face is gonna be. Up, <laughs> his face yeah. will come up. Yeah. But you know he's a he's a he's a rich man. You know he's got conservative views, and. I, I agree. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but that's why I like listening to him because I like listening to the other sides of the story. 
to get because you know people always think okay he's a thick don't don't listen to that thick but he you have to remember he's got a platform so that and he's like the one number one like his show is like one of the number one shows in in New, in New Zealand yeah yeah so you have to understand millions thousands of Kiwis listen to him and whether they're all like him most probably are. Well, that just tells you how many people of that, uh, yeah, that like-minded like him yeah, yeah, yeah. out there in, in New Zealand, you know. And you might say he's a bit racist, but he might be, you know. But it's for me anyway. It's good for me. I, I'm interested in hearing because if he represents that side of New Zealand, yeah, 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 then I'm interested to know that side of New Zealand. Yeah, to know how they think. Fair enough. To know how they think. Yeah, yeah. you know. And I just cringe sometimes, eh, some things. There was this one he had when the Warriors were doing badly, because he's a big Warriors fan. He had, um, who did he have on? Uh, one of the, what was one of the um, presenters? This is Monty Beefham and... Not the Barnett? Barnett. Yeah. Uh, Richie Barnett. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, he came on. And he just came out for a little while, because Mike Constance said, okay, oh, can you, and he was talking to him about the Warriors, why they're doing badly. And... And he was, he said something offensive, and Richard Butler just hung up. All you hear was do do do, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And and my constant, oh okay. So, what was that all about? We'll go to break, commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's. I'm sure he's he started one of those. Um, because like I remember, like yeah, you're right. He he obviously represents the other side of Kiwis, like especially when they, because I've heard even that um, oh, it's too many Islanders. Uh, that's the sort of statement that he would say. But then, yeah, I remember there was a truck driver at work fucking coming in and goes, oh, you know, before they got all those coconuts to start throwing the ball around, I was like, bro, that was the fucking breath of the Warriors, eh? This is when they started winning. But when you hear that sort of shit, it's like, bro, they exist, eh? They, they fucking generation of Palangi that are like that exists. So, so you know when you cried, when you said he cried on, about the King's, Queen's death? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, man. It was like yeah, it was like Hitler died. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Hitler died. So in his head, he's like, "Oh, he's gonna, she's gonna get joined Hitler now." Fuck. Now I left at work because a couple of Rarotongan lady, she lived right next to the airport in Rarotonga, and she said that in her lifetime, so she must be in her late sixties. She said in her lifetime, she's seen Queen Elizabeth go to Rarotonga four times. And then I remember as a kid, like, cause up at the Fenoapai Naval Bay or the Air Force. They've got, like, they had two jets of, like, airplanes, but they're, like, the Queen Mary, or Queen Elizabeth II, but they're both, like, like uh, royal family planes. So I remember jumping on one when I was, like, maybe seven, and they said, oh, this, this plane here drives the Queen Elizabeth between Australia and New Zealand, and this is the, and she, does, she doesn't catch, like, a normal flight. This is the, the, the airplane that does it. Then I remember going back, like, years later, like, in high school, and like, I remember straight away, like, fuck, the place is still here. Like, bro, how long has it been since I was last here? Like, 10 years? <laughs> and it's the same plane. And I remember asking one of the um, engineers, is that the same plane? And he goes, yeah, bro, it's the same plane. I okay. go, what the fuck, is this safety fly? <laughs> and he goes, oh, have you been on? I okay. go, as a kid. And then he goes, oh, yeah, have you gone and had a look? He goes, oh, it's, this is all like cream, eh? The whole, it's got like white leather and cream. Like, that's throughout the whole interior. And I was like, oh, yeah, but the last time we were here, they said, like, when you're older, they'll take us for a ride on the base. And he goes, oh, no, no, they'll never do that. <laughs> but in my mind, I was thinking, fuck, it's amazing, like, 
whatever country she goes to, she must have a lot of stuff that just sits around like that. Like a full on couple of aeroplanes. And then they had a Hercules that like, you know, devoted to her like, oh, she's travelling to the Pacific. They'd obviously fill one of those up and they would follow the two smaller planes. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so it's just, that's not really environmental friendly. Sure. I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, why would you need two <laughs> massive ass planes? And then another one. Like, <laughs> to take what? What are you taking? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that um, lady at work was going, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. She's got two airplanes. The first one lands. One's white. The other one's like like an off gray. And then the Hercules would land. And like that's how she knew well, it's, royal, it's royal, the royal family because you can see the New Zealand Air Force badge on the side and it's got the name of the plane on the side. Like, You wonder if um, King Charles is going to do that because he's a real environmentally aware. He's always in for the environment. Yeah. And when he, is he going to come to islands with three planes? No, you never know. He might come <laughs> on a hybrid one. What the is what are you? <laughs> on an electric one. But you know, some some people have this thing about the about the royal family. Like, I don't know if it's because of the colonization, but the the queen. Some people represent represent colonization. Yeah, you know, yeah. and how the queen's got a face on our money. The queen owns the land. When you talk about the Treaty of Watsangi, yeah, yeah. the Queen's the other, you know, the Queen's side, the other side of it, you mm. know, because I think it was Queen Victoria at that time. Oh. So, see yeah, what what happens when we New Zealand severs its ties with the Commonwealth and becomes a becomes a republic? What happens to the Treaty of Watsangi? That's a good question, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't even that won't exist now if yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah. Even the um the standing of the national anthem and stuff like that, eh? yeah. it's got nothing to do with. It would be, yeah. We have like a DJ or <laughs> DJ noise vision, because yeah, because the treaty of saying that's a contract between yeah. the Maori and the Queen, mm. Queen of England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we don't, if we, hey, if we're not part of combat, what happens to that treaty? Mm. Uh, yeah. What happens? Interesting times, eh? We're gonna. Who, do we have to make another deal? <laughs> It'll be like, if we get a war, who, <laughs> who are we gonna, <laughs> fuck, who, who are we gonna pan up with? Eh? So you think that will cause a lot of? Is that why we we, we probably won't? It's a civil ties will come off because of the treaty of wanting. It'll create so much confusion. And how are we gonna transition over well, to the new? I got a country? cousin. He served in the navy, and like um, yeah, a lot of my family were like. Part of the navy, where those um, you know, we we got sworn in under oath to protect her, you know, and get a war for her. So it's like, man, <laughs> this whole time I've always protecting us, and <laughs> not even now. Well, if you, if you if you own a home here, you know, you have a certificate of title, and it's a title from the queen. It's the queen's land. You own you own the property. It's yours, but it's ultimately owned by the queen. So technically, the queen can come over anytime and take the land of you. <laughs> so technically, we know she won't, but technically, it's still under. So can you imagine if we become a republic, no more Commonwealth, and we're our own country? See, there's a lot of things to think about, like what happens to the Treaty of Wanty? It won't exist anymore. I mean, yeah. it comes, it comes in a void, yeah. in, invalid. Yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's scary to think about it. Was 
and then thinking about a recession that might be coming our way. Fuck, it's a lot of wishes, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I think I feel there's a lot of hate for the Queen because of colonization. You know that what she represents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, as the royal family, they do they do serve the public or her her realm, mm. so to speak, her Commonwealth. What did they really do anyway? They go around the world, say hi, help, yeah, help the environment, help you know, give hope, give hope to her people. <clears throat> and, uh, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Eh? That makes you wonder. Eh? Makes you wonder a lot. <laughs> you wave, <laughs> you wave to us, but fucking there's fucking still people starving around the world. Even <laughs> <So laughs> <if>, uh, <clears throat> in their massive as policy. You know. Do you watch the program The Crown? About the, the Royal Family? It's interesting there. Eh? I watched season one. Because I didn't know that Queen Elizabeth, she wasn't supposed to be the Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was by default? It was by default because her her dad was the was the her dad was the second brother. Her oh. uncle was the oldest brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he was King Edward. So when her grandfather died, then they had to give it to the next his, his son, his oldest son, which was King Edward. But he didn't want it. He was only king for one year. And he gave it up. He gave it to her dad. He gave it up. Yeah. And he was banished from the because he wanted to to marry this chick from America and go move over there. Because he was a bit of a ladies' man. He was a bit of a a, a party guy. So, so he was a bit of a womanizer, and he was a bit of a party dude. So already his dad, the king at the time, he was like, "Oh man, my son's gonna ruin the." Yeah. Because he's yeah, not yeah. interested. He's not interested. He's like so like Harry, yeah, in a way. Yeah. He's not interested in being royal. He's always going off doing his own thing. And <clears throat> so, when his when his dad when he died, he was the next in line because he was the oldest son, but he didn't want it. So he was only king for one year. Had to give it up. He gave it up and moved to America and, and married that lady. And he, he was out. So they had to give it to his, his his brother, the next one down. And because of that, he and plus he never had kids either. Because Edward never had kids at the time. Oh, yeah. true. So that means his, his brother had to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. he left. So his brother got it. And his brother had two kids. Uh, Elizabeth and Margaret. Yeah. So that line came down to him. And so when he passed, then Elizabeth got it. He knew it, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that was, was pretty interesting. <clears throat> but it's interesting that whole royal thing, because the family is like locked in history, document, well documented, you know, royal family. But I remember in school when, you know, the king, the royal family were, because there was no parliament, there was no government. It was just the king and queen mm. sort of thing. But they lost all their power. Because they had a king that was he, he was like uh he, he was like an asshole. And so uh, the people rose up against him yeah. and and killed him and created a, a and created a parliament and said, Oh now we're gonna be the we're gonna run the country now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no more power. The king and queen's got no more power anymore. Yeah. So so it changed over. Yeah. So all these years yeah, that's why the when when you think of you know when you think of England you think of the government there like the prime minister, but they've got the king and queen they've got the queen right, but they don't have much power over the country they don't they don't do the laws and all that 
it's the government that does the law. So, so if I go on a young, I didn't understand that. I was like, how come they're the queen, but she's not, she's she's not running things. <laughs> so That's that crazy because didn't the new prime minister just meet her, right? And she passed away. Yeah, yeah. And she had seen how many for her lifetime, mm. which is like crazy. Yeah. It's all, yeah. I find it all interesting. But, yeah, I don't have that kind of same hate as some people have for them in yeah. terms of colonization. Yeah, that Elliot he's got a lot of hate. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but he's just stating facts, man. Like, you know, yeah. You can't hate on someone who's got facts like that guy. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think it is what it is, you know. She's got to go for got to move on. Because, you know, they're just going to replace them every time. Because another thing, like, you know, Charles, he's 70 years old. He's 70 in the 70s. How long is he going to be king before he passes away? And we're going to have his face on the money for a short time. Because if you think about it, when we were born, it was Queen Elizabeth, all to our age now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's all our lifetime, having the Queen on our money. And now it's going to change to Charles's face on the money. And he's in the seventies. How long before he passes away? And then it's gonna be it's gonna be his son William. The money's gonna change again in a little time frame. How how much years do you think Charles has got? Fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, even best, <laughs> fifteen at best. But you know what? Else? The only cool thing I can say with that mm-hmm. is like at least we can say it now, lifetime. <laughs> yeah, we saw the king. You know, he come into you know effect with the power and the money change. Uh-huh. We also saw the, the exit of the queen. <laughs> exit of the queen. But man, 96, that's a good um Her, her, her mum was over 100, eh? Her, her mum. That's crazy, man. But the then fuck, one of my mates at work, he told me that oh, he hated her. He's um, Samoan, eh? He was like, nah, fuck her. Okay, what is She used to go fucking kidnap all the Afadika kids and fucking, you know, cut them up and drink their blood. That's why she's lived a long life. I was like, Man, we did you watch that? <laughs> it's like, nah, it's she's like she's known for doing that shit. All these kids, unreported kids going missing from when they used to go and you know, visit Africa and stuff. I was like, fuck, really? Man, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that, that hate, that hate is, I think that comes from what they represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, what they represent. Because if you think about the Queens of the past, you know, put into some heaps of bad shit. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, apart from Princess Diana, like, man, she's a, she's loved, eh? Like, for someone who wasn't actually royalty, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, she had a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of love from people around the world. See, I've forgotten about all that, how people used to feel when Diana died or when Charles cheated on her with. With Camilla, but and she was ugly as he compared to Diana, and you're like, what the fuck, this guy. But then it made you think, wonder why they came together in the first place if they weren't a match. Makes you wonder what the Queen was thinking because oh, she ended up ghosting these kids in that house. Oh, <laughs> your mum, the whole time, eh? sour ass. <clears throat> but do people do you think people remember Charles for? What he did to Diana and just don't like him because of that. Or the, I reckon the time he'll. Be a percentage of people that feel that way, yeah. 
I just remember, bro, what I remember was like, man, like, even even the press followed her, even when she was like nowhere near the palace and stuff, eh? Like, she had pretty much gone off and done her own life. But she was still, like, you know? She was like, to me, it was like, like the Kim Kardashian of like the Palangi girls, like in the media. Cause she was just everywhere. She's like, there'd never be like a week on the Women's Weekly you wouldn't see a photo of her, like from memory. I'm like, man, she's like always in the magazines, eh? She, she did what the Queen was doing, eh? She had, the, she had that type of power with the people the Queen had as well. Or what Queen's supposed to have. I think all the love and attention went towards Diana in a way where it sort of overshadowed the actual royal family. Yeah. Well, because it was all charity, though, way. Eh? It was a lot of mm. charity work that she was doing. Mm. What I remember was, like, her going to Africa and, like, I remember she put her, what, little finger in the baby's mouth at the teeth. And then, like, every parent did that after that, you know? It was like, no, no, person like, yeah, if I did leave my own, just <laughs> do that. And that was all on the back of her. But she was, like, legit, like, in the villages, eh, doing it. And that's why her kids see, like, so if you see how her boys are turned out, and, like, they've obviously watched it enough to see, like, man, that's what my mum used to do, like, go to, like, the poor countries and really get amongst it, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to be people, like, can, they can, like, manage all the money and do whatever, but, like, if they're not on the ground doing the work, well, fuck, how, how are they supposed to get respect from people, you know? Because if they didn't see it, you know, they're not about it. But, yeah. Her, her influence on the world and how people love her like that is because, yeah, she's just genuinely caring, eh? Yeah. And because of that, because of how Charles entered it with her, see that put a, sour taste, put a sour taste of people's mouths <laughs> yeah. with Cape to Charles, eh? So I don't know if that feeling is still there with, when Charles is now king or time heals, I don't know. No, I reckon because, like, you know, just thinking about <clears> it, like, she did, like, yeah, he did, he did do whatever he did, but fuck, nah. People have got like in the back of people's minds. They would still be like, "Man, surely this guy should die." And they want to die and boys fucking just take over. Eh? <laughs> but it'd be interesting who, um, yeah, whether they bring back, um, yeah, who would be king after that? Eh? Well, at least it's not going to be Andrew, because that guy is dodgy, isn't he? <laughs> Prince Andrew. See, when he was involved with that, uh, that that rapist dude. The pedophile dude. What's his name? I think of the of the island. Anyone involved who has a friend that's like that? <laughs> Red flag, oh. It's like man. That's why you gotta be careful of your circles, oh. Who's that guy? They died in the prison, remember? He got caught being a pedophile. Child slavery. And he had the island. I remember the I remember the news but I don't fuck I don't know. I can't remember the name. But he had photos of Andrew, remember? Yeah, but oh, fuck yes, <laughs> yeah, man. And it's amazing, eh? Cause like, fucking how the? Cause I'm sure that wouldn't have been like a digital camera. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so whoever had had multiple copies of it, yeah, just blurred them out. But fuck. Well, he was taking uh, celebrities on his plane to that island, mm. where he was alleged to be, yeah, 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 yeah. banging those kids, eh? Like, what's his name? Epstein. Epstein, eh? That's sick, man. But it's like, fuck it. But in there, it shows how sick this world is, eh? Is this shit real? But did you hear some of the names that was on the plane that was mentioned in the papers? No. Nah. Bill Clinton. Oh, there. yes, no, nah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And um, Bro, that comedian, have, that black yeah. comedian, uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah, they had, um, <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck yeah, man. Because that's, yeah, that's almost like the same, like, you know, that circle of people that work at Disney. That was all of them. And that's how they try to look like Michael Jackson and that to a day. The same sort of, you know, growing up in that sort of like mindset, like, oh, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, you didn't know as a kid, huh? You didn't know as a kid, but because you see it. But it makes you wonder, man, like, fuck. Mm. They're different <coughs> sort of people, different breed of people. Yeah, you're right, man. There's sick people in the world, mm. and Prince Andrew's one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that just reminded me of that stuff that happened at that door, if eh? like when the kids see it and it's normal, well, then that that's normal. That's there's nothing wrong with it. Eh? So it's like I wonder what fucking these guys saw when they were obviously doing it at the time to make them think like, oh no, nah, I've seen it happen before. It's all good. Yeah. You know the other thing I don't think they came on the news did you, I put it on the chat or on the on the page was the that convicted rapist, eighteen year old. Oh he was sixteen at the time. But house now, he, now he's nineteen. Put on the house arrest. And I think he raped three girls. Yeah. Was he mentally ill? I don't know. But the the thing was the thing was the sentencing so apparently the judge said when you got sentenced the judge said normally this kind of crime will put you in jail but i'm gonna give you home arrest that's what he said so and you can imagine how the parents of those girls felt when they heard the judge say that and you know it's like okay is this what it's come down to because I, I posted up this the story on the page and I said, you know, you, you can, is there like a, are we trying to change the way we treat young offenders? Is it, is this something that they figured out that we can't put young offenders straight in jail because it'll make them worse? Because th- that's uh, what I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm not, I haven't got this from anything. That's what I think. Because... It's are they trying to figure out a way to solve these problems for the future with these young kids that don't know anything yeah. about right or wrong yet? And are they trying to educate these young kids so they in the future they understand what they did wrong and won't do it again? Because if you think about these young kids, it might be something else that led them to what they did. It might be poverty. Might, their parents might be you know n- neglected. You know they probably. You know, they they probably got abused themselves when they were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they're so young and they do all the all these all these crimes. It doesn't have to be rape, but can be, can be um, you know, stealing or. Oh, I'd like to hear what the attorney was, how they presented the case, because yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to sort of just make up some sort of idea of what was going on and how why that guy just got the home arrest. Well, apparently, when you were sixteen, this all happened, and the girl he he sat with. It was consensual. The the first time was consensual. Second time, it w- it wasn't, and he sort of raped her. She said no, and he still kept kept going. Second time was another girl, and was in the bush and in, in, in the bushes, and yeah, another one. Another time was at was at a party, but those other two, it, it, it wasn't um, consensual. So. 
<clears throat> you gotta feel for the parents of those of those girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you hear that from the judge, man, that'll piss you off. Especially being if you're a dad, you know, and you have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. That happened yeah. like because it's it's hard to for, for me to think. Yeah, they deserve the worst, but is that? But I can't help from thinking that the courts are thinking. Okay, that's the first inclination. What to do? You know, you got to feel for the parents. That's what they want. But is this the best thing for a young offender like that? Is there a chance that? Is there, are there factors here that made this kid do it that we were in control of? Like the things I, I said. Is there a chance that we can help this kid understand what he did wrong? And that is a big mistake. And it's, it's, you know, you're not really a bad person. But those choices you made, you know, affected, you know, all those things. And that's wrong. Do we have a chance to make this, give this kid a chance? Yeah, it's a hard one, eh? It's hard, man. It's a hard one because I think prison's not uh, prison's not for everyone, no. Mm. Like if you're, it's like saying um, if you break your finger, and you went to a hospital, and took up a bed, it's almost like that. Because like if you if you're a offender, and you've gone into like a mainstream, like prison, I mean that's taking up an extra bed. You know that's a lot of money put into that one. But whether that rehabs or fixes the person that's gone and has done the, the crime, probably isn't, you know? Yeah, and you're right, like, yeah, the back backstory of, like, what's happened to him and then what we're, we're, where this sort of way of thinking has come from is always something to dissect as well. Mm. Um, even if it was, like, just trauma or whether yeah. he was, like, mentally stable at the time. Yeah. Because I think if you were to say, like, yeah, this happened, say, 30 years ago. Yeah, times are different then. But if it's recent, I mean, who's to say that those girls weren't fucking or, or knew each other or from the same town or know of each other? Like, there's all that stuff to consider as well. But it's, yeah, it's hard to, yeah. But it depends. Also it's depends. alarming, eh? It's alarming. That, it's alarming. It's alarming that you can say, like, this guy was... Charged with rape because I think when it comes to the rape and the accused rape, it's a fuck. It's a it's a it's almost like a coin toss. Eh? It's a coin toss because even if you dig deep enough and like say they get okay, we'll get a forensics or whoever to come in and a specialist like a you know cervix person who knows what what you know. Even if they did like a freaking like a lie detector, you probably get different results. And then you might be on the chance of, okay, fuck, okay, send this guy away. But, I mean, there should have been something in place to sort of put him away, like, like the youth jail, you know? But house arrest, that's a... But depends what house arrest means for... We don't know the full details of what house arrest means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's after arrest means straight up house arrest. You can't leave. you got a thing on your ankle, ankle bracelet, and that's yeah. it for you. Or what a kind of habilitation that they going to do to him? Are they going to... Educate him or go get some someone to come in and mentor like, him. Or because if you're saying <coughs> rape, rape, right? Mm. There's a um, like you know, and and yeah, and I got girls too, but like there's that. All right, was it started off hooking up and it was sort of like in the flow, or was it just like abducted, taken to the bush and fucking like 
that Tom Harry guy? Was it that? You know, it probably wasn't. I mean, was if he abused him, like choked them out, like him, put them unconscious, and then did his deed. Mm. That's 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 a total different sort of you know. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like yeah, if if whatever was given to the judge and presented to him, like nah, it's it was just enough is enough. But it wasn't then and there, and it wasn't until they got home that they realized like oh, man, I was like not here, you know. It's almost different. It's way different. Different to like the fucking rapist like following them home. Yeah, yeah. To the point like fuck yeah, wait, she's almost home. Grab it, put her in the bush. Like you know. Yeah. And especially with the influence of fucking mail, uh, social media these days, was just like uh, influence of alcohol too. And then yeah. if you're party situation, oh, you're drunk, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, you get into that situation where there's a guy and you know mm. you have sex, and then you can't wake up and oh, I think I got raped. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, <laughs> I mean, that see that's a fine line because if you're a guy and and that happens to you, and next minute. Yeah. Cops come knocking your door. Oh, we reported someone reported that you raped the girl. Yeah. Like, hey, I just what? And yeah, all you thought yeah. about was just had a one night stand. Yeah, I mean, cause like, <clears throat> fuck, how many girls have like look some of the celebs that have come out and said, oh yeah, I hadn't, I feel that guy, I hadn't feel that. It's so much like that effect, eh? Like if he, if he, <laughs> if he had like, like you know, someone said, oh yeah, he did it to me, mm. and then they've obviously heard what's happened. That can be almost like, nah, you're just living what she went through, but it didn't actually happen to you that way. I'm not trying to stick up for it, dude. I'm just like, you know. Yeah, yeah, nah. But it's not just me. Painting I a mean, of it, it's, it's a lot. When it comes to rape these days, it's a lot closer now than just what you said, someone's stalking someone and grabbing them and throwing them in the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, that that is rape. But yeah, now yeah. rape has come down to like, Consensual at first, but then it's rape last. You know yeah, what I mean? Bro. It's almost like you know, <laughs> like say for example, like did you finish? Like it's like saying it like that. Eh? Fuck you can't. You know, like uh, what, didn't say. What's the name they got on um, prison? The NRA player in like, prison, the Premier guy. Oh, Haynes. Haynes. Jared Haynes. That's probably why my heart's <clears throat> like that. Was like because that was a fucking like I believe he's innocent, man. Because like, you know, it's not like he bashed into her house. He knocked the door down. Like she was like you know and and fuck I got mad love for the brain man because you know and like no miss specific uh, kids right never disrespect ladies like that but because she obviously saw the fucking Uber store outside that's what's fucking made her go you fucking fuck this Ufa's fucking got the driver still outside of the Maori on yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like that's a that's a case that's sort of being like fuck man this guy and the NRL really fucked him over big time me. Eh? Mm. Like they didn't even want to have a bar of it. Mm. They didn't want anything to like, some, like you know, thank their fucking brandy. Mm. <clears throat> but that, but that's what rapes come down to now. Yeah, it's so much of a thin line now. That rape can be in that situation where you're actually invited into the girl's house and you're actually inside, uh, inside, yeah, like you're watching a movie and then I don't know having a few wines and have sex and wake up next minute you're a rapist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's fucked like that, eh? <laughs> You guys watching, man? <laughs> <laughs> Have a false mate. But it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a. I, I don't agree. House arresting, like if it was labelled as a, not a, a sentence inside an institution, but at least somewhere, mm. somewhere where they're like serving. 
like uh, like a sentence somewhere, but not yeah, not home home detention. Fuck, that's like yeah. Well, we don't know what the details are. If that if they're just gonna get mentoring or help, I, I hope he does. But yeah, because the the first one sounds the first one they said okay it was consensual at first, then the second time it wasn't. So it's not like the girl didn't know him. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's a fucking. Now we gotta just train our our sons to watch out for that kind of thing. You know, yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not just easy to go out have one night stand now. You got. Oh man! You know you gotta. You know even that. Like my daughter said, right? So my daughter, she um, she watches some random shit. It's my oldest girl, and she ended up watching this fucking Lost and Found. You know, like that, that David Loomis fucking goes and finds, uh, um, you know, goes and finds someone's biological father or mum. And the story that he had, right, was a lady had a one night stand with a Maori dude. This dude was a chef. He's now living in America. So David Loomis usually does the, you record a message, you record what you want out of him going to do the work. But you do like a DNA test. So the DNA test from the say from the child will obviously give you a match to relatives or people who have done swabs or whatever in the area or in the whole country. When he did it, one of them surfaced up in like you know say somewhere down in South Island. They he's got in contact with their family and they said, "Oh yeah, we do have a brother, but he's over in the states." So he jumps on a plane and not usually what he usually does, he has a recorded message. And then he'll play it. He'll go find the guy, and then he'll you know, tell them, "Oh, look, there's someone in your past has told, he's told us to get a hold of you because you have a son or a daughter somewhere." That's how he usually does does the um the investigation. But for this one particularly, he didn't even he like missed a couple of steps and he just flew the son over with him to the states. So he got there, dropped the news on this on this dude. Oh, you got a son. And he's what? And he's yeah. Apparently, you had a one night stand. One night stand with a lady. Her name was so and so. She fell pregnant thirty years ago. You have a thirty year old son. And he was like, "What? A one night stand?" But then again, like we only seen one point of view. That's from her mouth. So for thirty years, she blocked out fucking whatever she was trying to say. It was fucking obviously propel away, and that's that's the brain. Like, if you think about girls and how they can say, this is what happened, she obviously blocked it out. Because she said, no, it wasn't a one-night stand. We would actually been seeing each other. We were seeing each other. Yeah, we slept together. But, fuck, this is news to me. And, like, it makes you wonder, like, when all this stuff comes up, you know, there's always something that they leave out that they don't say. And there's always like, okay, so you never mentioned that before. David Lomas jumped on the fucking plane and went all the way there with your son. So... He had, he ended up meeting his son. But what <clears throat> cracked me up is my daughter was like saying, She's fucking Malaya. <laughs> she is fucking Malaya. You believed it, right, right? We had a one night stand, we had a romantic night. Next day he was gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what she wanted to believe. Clearly that's what she wanted to believe. But she was like the youngest daughter of eleven to a minister. So she's obviously fifth of her dad. Fuck. But that's gonna me when he knows that I'm pregnant and that was her story to tell her dad so for 30 years she stuck to that story 
when David Lemon's been interviewed, the dude, he was like, absolutely not. We saw each other a handful of times, and she disappeared. I looked for her, and she was trying to say, I look for you for everywhere. <laughs> Bullshit. Because when they sat down and spoke face to face, like on the camera, mm. like on, on the screen, he knew, like, fuck, you obviously sold your story to this guy. He came over, bought my son, and now I've met him. But he was like, but that, that shit doesn't matter anymore. I now want to make you know, things right with my son mm. that I didn't know about. So in his head, he must have been like, fuck, <laughs> you poor thing. What <laughs> she told you, eh? Mm. Make him look like a guy. But then to just chuck it on him like that, like, oh, you have a son. I'm glad my daughter's mature enough to get like shit. Don't work like that. Eh? Like <laughs> fucking, are you serious? Some not all people are heartless like that, you know. Mm. But the way she, that lady, made a dickery of herself, man. It's fucking shocking, eh? <laughs> well, I can shock him. Bro. So he he took the kid as being his son. No, he knew it was his son. Oh, because the dates matched. Oh yeah. The the, the girl was obviously her, but it was never a one night stand. It was a. Yeah. You know, we just heard her version of it, mm. which is what people need to remember. Like, there's always two sides of a story, mate. You know, fuck yeah, she fucking had Davis Lewis by his balls because he was like, <laughs> he obviously <laughs> went and knocked on the door. So apparently, you did this. I did not do that. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sure they was like, fucking, but set me up, eh? <laughs> I can't watch that, bro. When's that on? Oh, these reruns are on YouTube. Uh, I'll yeah. take. Oh. Send it to you, man. <laughs> you gotta watch that one, bro. Because sure enough, you're gonna be like, man, with all these rape fucking things coming out of the woodwork, say, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta hear the whole story, man. Uh, like, you know. Well, the courts are more towards the girl side of the story, eh? When yeah, it comes yeah. to that kind of thing, these yeah, kind yeah, of cases, yeah. the man doesn't have a chance. Mm. But, like, in the case of, like, um, Jared Hain, like, man. From what I was following on Twitter, like, that girl is a freaking attention seeker tenfold. She lives for the gram. Like, you know, it just happens to be, well, fucking Jared didn't know that. Because she would have been using another fucking um, account to lure him, you know. Not everyone knows that shit, you know. She was like a catfish, bro. <laughs> she got through the gap, man. She got through the net and be like, fuck, I got, I've, got, I've got him, you know. There was this other case, me and, me and Avi, we, we brought up um, on Facebook of the Week, an old segment, um, back on 135, but it was about this Uber driver in Christchurch who picked up this drunk girl, and apparently the drunk girl got home and woke up and realised, oh, I think I was sexually abused by that Uber driver. And so he got, he got prison time. He went to court and got found guilty and got some prison time. And it was sad because was, I think he's from the Middle East And he, they just arrived Him and his family arrived in New Zealand And settled down And so now his kids and wife uh, His dad's in prison But his argument was that wait, wait, she was drunk and she was kissing me She was trying to kiss me Like that was his argument And But you know But there's no That's all the details you know Yeah right. So yeah, you, yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. really get any other detail But that that kind of case, eh? Like, what what are you supposed to do, man? Man, but the courts need to fucking see see it through the under the influence lens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alcohol, guys, alcohol's a big factor. for guys and women. It's different. For guys, it's a confidence boost. Uh, if if you're sober, sober as fuck in a 
in your head it's like bro she might be down to fuck hey <laughs> that's every fucking super guy's thinking yeah right but <clears throat> for that guy to be bro he's the victim he yeah. is the victim bro but right when the courts get a fucking daru around like that man but then their leg to stand on is like no 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 because you know you're more conscious and clear-minded you should have known she is drunk we need to stop eh? yeah that's the only and that makes the most sense more than anything else oh but if that guy was had a wife and family he's like i haven't had some ass for fucking like a year and a half gaffs man hey He's like, I haven't shaved my back and my forehead for fucking how long. I'm fucking, I'm going to take it, hey. I'm going to take it. Not knowing the risk, risk factor, hey. The risk factor. Fuck. But, man, yeah, that's what happened. He said, man, she was, she was just, she was drunk yeah. and she was, she was kissing me. Right. So what do you expect? Oh. So in his mind, bro, 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 you can understand it, hey. Like, in his mind, he was like, fucking, yeah, I'm making a porno video right now. <laughs> Everyone has those moments, bro. Everyone has those moments. But fuck yeah, it's just there's no um, the, the, there's nothing sinister about it. Eh? Yeah, it like, <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> God, no, hey. Only once. You're, you're in jail for a year and a bit. <laughs> and he's probably got to save somewhere. He probably takes his IT man fully, fully. Put it on the fucking desk, man. Put it on the desk. He's probably seen on porn over the next few months. <laughs> Shit. Crack up. I wish everyone was here. You want to have some funny takes on these topics. <laughs> oh, I said some. Sorry, man. That's what happens when you, you sleep till they fall, man. Shut up. <laughs> runny nose and shit. You gotta dry yourself after you sweat, man. Sweet, man. Have you got anything else? No, nah, it's just. um. I did have, oh, sorry. I had just, just one last thought. Oh, yeah. It was just like a. It's almost like a word of encouragement. Yeah, it's a word of encouragement. So, like, we haven't podcast for a couple of weeks, and I messaged you earlier, and it's like the giving flowers, giving flowers to people, you know, when they, when they're alive. So, like, I wanted to give you flowers about one of the podcasts you did with one of the guests, and you said he's part of West West Network, okay? Because that's his voice, say. Yeah, he's the voiceover. Yeah, and the so I only just clicked, like, oh, that's him, you know. We're talking about you. So Giovanni, man, you're the man who's mad love for your content, and especially your pod that you did with um Cam's here. But it was like um, it felt like I I felt connected to his story about when he talks about um when he lost one of his um his his um his clients, see, and he to suicide, to suicide, and um yeah when and I I sort of feel I felt for him because like I vividly myself because i was listening to it right and like you know if you listen to stories and you really take a, a um a back step and just think about what's happening when stuff's out of your control right like if you become sick like the way jay said it then you show up the next day and you'll be trying to help someone yeah it's a lot to it's a lot to take in there especially like he lets his lets the client's dad go off at him so I think I found a connection to that because right about now, me and my one of my closest mates, like with the death of Willie Lossier that's happened, we want to step it up. Because the last thing we spoke about on the last podcast was taking after, looking after number one. So like looking after your own health and making sure that you're all right and you're alive to look after your family. Because without your health, you can't do shit. Hey. And I think just us and you just talking about 
cutting back on the the beers, the fizz, and just being on a water buzz. Like I believe in timing, and timing's usually like um, sort of like when the stars are like, right? Now we're in a new studio, and it feels like okay, second take, but let's take a a new active role to it. Like let's start taking stuff off. Like me and my mate Mickey, we wanna start doing stuff like um, putting Letterman jackets out there for our brotherhood. But we don't want to just put it out there for everyone. We want people who will appreciate being out of school for 20 years, go see their families, and still be KB loyal, you know? What really got me about when I heard Gia's um, story was like how he can, it's like falling from grace, eh? And you become the villain. So with our old boys page, and I have close friends, I have close friends that I live around the world, and I action our KOB um, stuff because I because like if I don't do it who, who will do it no one else is going to step up and do it even if I left the forum for an, for a day or two a month a year or two no one will be doing that so that's my that's my calling to my brotherhood to go in action uh, on behalf of Wax because if I don't do it these bookies they live everywhere else they're going to do it you know what I mean so it's like I used my time, like, and I got a family. Fuck, my average week is 55 hours a week. So instead of being discouraged by people adding their five cents or adding more to my plate, because I'm still feeding the brotherhood, like, I've never stopped. But just, like, with the week that has happened, with the loss of Willie and thinking about Parramatta loss, like, even the loss of Kirsten, was like, that all triggered me to the point, like, I really felt deflated. Like deflated to the point like man Like I've lost hope But then When I saw your Let's podcast And it brought me back to life Because That's what I've found that the podcast has done for me It's it's helped me out of a, um, Just a, a Like you know when I, when I talk about my anxiety It's that box It's that box of like Feeling like no one can relate No one can understand But when you hear a story you feel like a connection to it. So that's why, like, even when you said the first thing, was like, oh, man, we got to look after, and you know, try and get a bit healthier. Like, to me, that's that's timing, and that's the alignment of the stars, the way I look at it. So, like, I'm with you on this one, also, like, you know, like, if you got me, and I'm in your space, I'm all in, because like, that's how I live, like, that's, that's what I think is, like, what makes you, um, what's it? Like from okay, for example, from North, if you're from Nofali, it's like your word is your want. If I said I've, I've said I've, I'll do it by you, I'll do it. Because when you die, people in like my village they look at it like he said, but he never, never delivered. Huh? So it's like that's my, you know, that's my sort of. I, I got you, and I got you, man. Like, cause like I believe in what you're doing, but like that's my giving you flowers and acknowledging the work that you do for the West West Network. Because it's massive. If it wasn't for Safoto, he come in and told me about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have tuned in. But I just appreciate it. It's, um, it gives me a, um, a sense of like belonging away from my brotherhood. But it also gives me a mature mind to be more open and not just see things through one lens. That's what I appreciate about it the most. And like, it's also told me like to not hold on to small pity shit that has no effect on your life 
and it can just be parked in your mind. So that's why I'm like, bro, I want to give you flowers because you deserve it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks also. Now that's uh, it's good. Hey, when when I read, read your text when you replied about the the Jerry episode, yeah, this is exactly what me and Isaiah when we did when we do back on every five. This is the stuff we 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 think that you know we think what well, what we're doing it for. It's not just for us to learn off people, but for our, our listeners to learn too. You know, and you know, we we always get people we get anybody in, you know, to talk. And it doesn't matter if it's two hours or three hours or four hours. You know, it's all about the conversation and what comes out of that. Because it's never we never prepare. It's just sort of like in our minds, we just freestyle it. We just we just talk about something in the beginning, and we see where it ends up. And we don't know where it ends up, you know. So the first, you know, before we get into the questions about the guests, we I always like we always like to start something off and then see where it goes. Sometimes it goes for an hour, hour and a half before we get into the ask them the questions. But <clears throat> but man, nah, it's I think it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. The Back of My P5 podcast and our our conversations. I think, you know, it's hard to... Because we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know what kind of gems are going to come out until they do, you know? And I think because our conversations are long, there's heaps of time to for that to come out. And it's hard to... I mean, we don't, we don't go looking for it, but it just comes out when it comes out, you know? And... I think when it inspires us, we like to think, we hope it inspires, like we don't know how much of it goes out there to people and how much it inspires people. And it's always good to hear feedback. Like your feedback was awesome because it it gives us, it humbles me that someone else out there listened to it and felt something, you know, that might let them think about it, you know, and come back to us and say man that was awesome because there's been a few few people that have reached out and said man listen to this that was man that was awesome stuff that kind of thing so we also appreciate it for that we never look for it but you know it's yeah. good to <laughs> let's see I know it hurts oh. sweet bro so what's happening uh, this week this week coming um, this week's supposed to be week one of trying to Live better, live healthier. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know when the exercise will come around, but uh, just cut the fizz, small gains. But now, if I can just use the plug to just say, um, yesterday was the 50th year for the Richmond Ticks in Greenland. And um, yeah, it was good to take my daughter down to just inherit and, and listen to some of the family that have been around since then, since then the pioneers of um, our Tokalong community in, in Auckland. And um, I was just, I think I was just blessed to be able to take my daughter, one of my daughters down, and just listen to her, eh? Cause so who was, who was speaking? Oh, so one of my dad, or one of my grandpa's brother-in-laws, he was like one of the first Tokalongs to come from the islands. So he came over in 1947. So yeah, he was one of the first to own his house in Greenland. After the war? Well, through the dawn raids. And because he owned the house, they couldn't kick someone out of their own house. Um, yeah, and he pretty much built the Richmond Rugby League, um, league club with his hands as well. So he was part of 
the group of men that were there. But yeah, man, I just I'm grateful that even when I was going through um my my depression and my grieving, I had the opportunity to go and just record him and just hear his story when he first arrived and what it was like. So like um just hearing hearing my daughter's reaction from me telling her about yeah, they just had a ballad and Uncle's name got called out. He just grabbed his bag, didn't say bite anyone, walked straight on the boat to Samoa on an airplane to the Nandi, and then he came. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the rest is history, eh? <laughs> just, wow. Yeah, so it's good that she could actually get an idea of like, <clears throat> this is how good your life is here, oh. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, if it wasn't for the ones that did it before us, you wouldn't have the opportunity you have, you know? That nah, was good. It was good to. I think I'm just gonna yeah sit on that that like um that half full cup sort of thing for the rest of the week. Yeah, because it's been a sad week. Yeah, sad week. Speaking of sad weeks, wasn't a sad week, but yesterday I got the chance to celebrate marriage of Lucio Stace and his lovely wife, uh, Desiree. Yesterday at his wedding, it was big. It was a big affair. Started drinking at ten, came home early at nine PM. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a good out. It's a good stint, hey. It's a good stint of uh, c- celebrating the the, the marriage. Um, congratulations to you guys. Yeah, man. See you on the on the calendar when uh, it's back on, on a weekly basis. <laughs> but now, man, thanks, man, for, for coming. Oh, Another episode in the books, man, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Mm-hmm.